this vintage of me know It's brought to you by Josh Cataldo We'll talk about wine if you've got the time Welcome to this vintage of me know oh, Welcome back everybody to another episode of this vintage of vino I'm your host Joshua Cataldo um, sorry for the delay of this episode. There's been a lot going on in the world and in my life these days. Um, just got back from Florida not too long ago to visit my family, to see my brother for his birthday. Uh, so we're back out of that and back here in Virginia. And, uh, we're getting back to studying some wine. So, uh, this is the part two of aromatic wines. And we're getting into two different grapes this evening. Uh, the first one on the list is going to be Riesling, as well as Muscat. And so Riesling, we'll get into this a little bit. It's a very versatile grape. Uh, this one here can range anywhere from a dry wine to a sweet wine. It's an early budding grape and a late ripening grape. So there's this really long growing season when it comes to Riesling. Uh, susceptible to noble rot, which is a fungus called Protritis. And what, what goes on is, is actually uh, this rot disperses the water content, which raises that sugar content and um, leaves it as a uh, sweeter grape. And then they press this, which makes some really expensive dessert wines uh, because of the amount of grapes that it takes and it has to be that specific type of rot uh, but yeah they're they're really sweet and complex so look at getting some of those if you like some sweeter wines that would be one to go to the cellar years on Riesling is uh, extended for a white grape it's anywhere from five to ten years depending upon in which style that wine is made the uh, drier ones tend to last longer due to the fact that the uh, sugar content isn't there and there's a little more ph uh, a little more acidity to the wine um, so across the world there's approximately 123,000 acres of Riesling planted. Um, on the top of the list, we've got number one spot uh, goes to Germany. Number two, the United States. And number three, Australia. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, get into some Muscat. Uh, Muscat is actually one of the oldest cultivated grapes in the entire world. It dates back from some, something like 5,000 years. Uh, it's one of the first ones in that region. And I also had another wine recently, uh, Roccastelli, which is also in the, from that same region of uh, like Georgia. Not, not Georgia in America, but um, in Georgia, the country. But yeah, so that's where wine originated from. And those are two of the oldest grapes. So Muscat, it, it's actually very versatile as well. Uh, it ranges. You can find this wine 
in the style of a white wine, in a pink wine like rosé, or also in a red wine. Um, it ranges. The, uh, the grape is an actual red grape, but a lot of times they, they don't leave it on the skins to take away from the acidity, to give it more sugar content, and that's why you'll find some sweeter muscats. Um, and they call it, well, so, and it also ranges in different versatile styles as well. It ranges from that dry to a sweet and even um, a sparkling wine. Um, so across the world, there's approximately uh, 77,000 acres. Number one on that list is Italy in the regions of Piedmont and Veneto. You can find it's uh, Moscato, Moscato di Asti. And in number two would be France. And number three is Greece. The cellar years on this is a little bit lower, uh, one to five years. And there's actually roughly around 200 different variations of this grape itself, which like within that branch of Muscat, and you've got all the fantasy football's coming up football season's coming up everybody excited about that sports we've got sports uh sorry for that interruption we'll go ahead and keep that in there for those of you who uh who like the sports but uh, yeah so these two grapes are on that aromatic list um they do have different aromas to them which uh which sets them apart from one another. But we'll get in those tasting notes here a little later. And uh, we're going to break into a different segment, maybe a little uh, fine time. So uh, take it away, Nick. Fine time. Welcome, everybody, to a little vine time. Spending some time out here in the vineyard today. It's uh, August the 18th, and today we are hanging some netting. Hanging some netting around the grapes. Uh, but basically, we do this because it's that time of the year. It's verasion. And uh, verasion means when those grapes start to change color from the uh, green acidic to reddish or yellowish more sugary grapes. This is the part of the season where the grapes start developing the sugar. Woo, sugar. We all love a little sugar, don't we? But it's a beautiful day out here. Uh, the temperature this morning was around 58 degrees. It's now sitting around about 74 degrees. I'm working in the uh, Tariga block, which is one of my favorites. Um, as I said, abrasion is setting in. And we're probably sitting somewhere around uh, 5 to 10% has started to change color. Uh, we also have uh, Merlot here at the vineyard. And Merlot is a early ripening grape. So you can kind of see that. Um, you can kind of tell the difference between the Tariga and the Merlot due to about... 50% of the Merlot is setting into Verasion. Uh, but this is probably my 
uh, favorite time of the year when it comes to the grape because then you finally start to see that uh, metamorphosis, that change and the development. And then also my second would probably have to be bloom. When they start to bloom, there's just that scent in the air. Uh, that's really nice. And then, uh, but uh, harvest is a good one too. It's, well, after harvest, I should say. After all the hard work is done and you get to see your, uh, your hard work that's paid off. Um, but this here, the uh, year, 2020 here in Virginia, uh, so far it looks like it's going to be a decent year. We've had a lot of heavy rain here and early frost. Well, I mean, I should say a late frost that hit early in the season. And But the, the end uh, product hopefully is going to be uh, pretty good. Uh, we'll kind of see a little bit later, hopefully, um, all this rain subsides and we get, uh, get a little bit of, of a drier season. Uh, which would help these grapes a lot. But, um, yeah, it's a beautiful day out here. And, um, yeah, Tariga is a Portuguese grape, which is typically used for uh, port. Uh, but, yeah, we're one of three vineyards out here in Virginia that carry it, which makes it interesting to watch this one grow and, and work with it side by side. But, uh, yeah. All right, hope you guys enjoyed the segment. Thanks. Get yourself a glass and taste some wine. Is it nutty? Is it buttery or dry? Josh will tell you why. Let's drink some wine. All right. Welcome to a little bit of tasting time. We're going to go ahead and go over some tasting notes. Uh, before I do get into those notes, I just want to uh, thank everybody for listening in. And sorry it took so long for this episode uh, to be published. There's just a lot going on in my life right now. I'm in the process of moving, uh, changing jobs, and uh, we've got harvest coming right around the corner. So there's a lot of work to be done in the vineyard. So I'm kind of torn between a lot of different things that are going on in my life right now. Um, so this episode is going to be short and sweet. Let's go ahead and get into those notes then. Uh, so we've only got two here that we've tasted on this. And the subject is uh, aromatic wines, which both of these are. And it's part of my test. That I'm going through which is this this segment of the test is quite complicated um, in the fact that it's it's going through uh, different regions and uh, w with everything that's going on right now it's kind of hard for me to uh, study and retain all of this information so um, I've actually got to revisit this subject and uh, go through it again but the next following podcast is going to be on four particular wines that are at one specific vineyard, and I'm in the midst of creating a menu for this vineyard uh, to have wine tastings at, which I'm really excited. So look forward to that next podcast. Hopefully that one will be out in a couple weeks 
from the launch of this one. So, getting into those notes, the uh, Muscat that we have is uh, Bottini, 2017 vintage. It comes from Spain, Veliz Magdala, and it sits at 13.5% alcohol. The average price on this bottle was $20. On the nose, I got, uh, it was a low intense aroma. There was this uh, scent of black pepper with pear and uh, like dried rose petals. And on the palate, it was a dry wine with medium acidity and no tannins. There was a uh, spicy lemon flavor on the tongue with uh, hints of ripe pear. And it's a medium bodied wine with a short finish. This wine, it was really good in respect to the price. It was ready to drink now. I think this wine would go really good with uh, pan-fried sea bass, lightly topped with herbs and lemon zest to kind of complement that lever lemon flavor that was in the midst of the wine. Um, which is, I'm, I'm really happy with the, the wine pairing menu that I came up with for this vineyard, and I really can't wait to get into this next podcast episode. I'm kind of bummed out with this one because it took so long um, and the fact that I've, I'm going to have to restudy this chapter it's the only one that I have neglected and I didn't, I didn't pass this test which I'm really upset with so I've got to go over this whole segment again uh, and I think part of it is due to the fact that everything is just going on right now uh, I haven't had really too much time to study which I'm kind of upset with but, alright, the next wine that we've got here comes from Germany. It's uh, Julian Hart. This is a Riesling, vintage 2018. It comes from Moselle. The alcohol content on this sits at 11.5%. Average price on this bottle ranges about $23. On the nose, it uh, was a low, low to medium intense aroma. It had scent of, like, rubber like that um, like almost like a rubber tire mixed with some lime and uh, grass clippings so being that you know the, these are aromatic wines Riesling can range which is really interesting I don't you know from all, all different types it can go from dry to sweet uh, it's very versatile it's a cold hardy grape uh, so it does really well and in cold settings uh, but so on the palate for this wine it was a dry wine with medium to high acidity and it had no tannins it was a very noticeable flavor of the lime with hints of green apple this was a uh, light bodied wine with a nice medium to long finish it was uh, a good wine in respect to the price it was ready to drink now, but I felt like it would go for about another two to three years. And uh, I thought that this wine would go really well with uh, fresh crab cakes, particularly from Piastrattoria, a nice Italian restaurant that I used to work at down in Gulfport, Florida. Uh, phenomenal place, fresh food. Uh, I. I couldn't say a bad thing about the place. It was just uh, phenomenal. Everybody that works there is great. They're close to my heart. And I uh, really, 
I really miss working there and miss working with great people. But, so, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any questions or uh, or anything, please email me at thisvintagevino at gmail.com. If you have any rants, you can also find me on Reddit at this vintage of vino so go ahead and rant on there and yeah i hope everybody's staying safe and look forward to the next episode thanks you guys love y'all peace out